This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. I always really appreciate the opportunity to talk with Roger Stone. Uh, he's been one of the biggest newsmakers in the world. He's been uh, on top of the world. He's elected a number of presidents. And then there have been times when he has been uh, subject to an early morning FBI raid. I'm proud to say that uh, for the last 22 years or so, I've been Roger's friends through all those times, good times and bad. And he's kind enough to stay up late with us tonight. Roger, uh, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. Frank, it is uh, great to be with you. Life is indeed a roller coaster. Uh, some is. days, some days uh, you bite the dog. Other days, the dog bites you. Yeah, Roger. As I alluded to uh, a couple of minutes ago, you've worked on a couple of political campaigns in Ukraine. Uh, give me your take on what we're seeing here. Now, the news is that uh, there are eighty five hundred troops poised to go to Ukraine, and uh, we're seeing a, an, an escalation of the tensions between the United States and the West in general on the side of the Ukrainian government and uh, Putin and Russia on the other side. How do you see this whole thing playing out? I must tell you, Frank, I think the rhetoric of the Biden administration uh, and the neocon defense uh, complex is very, very dangerous. President Joe Biden's threatening that Russia will pay a heavy price for any incursion into Ukraine. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken warns of massive consequences. Tonight, Senator Roger Wicker told Fox News that we don't rule out first use nuclear weapons. This is this is insanity. The neocons, uh, those beating the drums of war, would have us believe that the Russians intend to invade and take all of Ukraine and uh, insert a puppet government to regain the former greatness of the Soviet Union. When Putin, I think, has been very, very clear that what he wants is a commitment that Ukraine will not join NATO, which really means he wants a commitment that they that the West will not put missiles on his border. The exact position of President John F. Kennedy in mm. 1962. Uh, and in that particular conflict, Kennedy agreed not to invade Cuba. He also secretly agreed to remove some of our missiles from Turkey and Italy. And Khrushchev stepped down and this, the world uh, av- uh, avoided what could have been a nuclear war. We could have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths from uh, this particular charade when nobody seems to be listening to what Putin is saying. Uh, If you're concerned with communism, the communist menace in the world is China. They're manipulating our currency. Uh, They're stealing our intellectual property. They're harassing our American flagged ships in the South China seas. There's the real communists. But this administration just wants to talk about Russia, Russia, Russia. Speaking as someone whose family members were mowed down by Russian tanks in Budapest in 1956, uh, I have no great love for the Russians, but I agree with your analysis, Frank. Uh, Putin is a thug. He's an authoritarian, but he is not a communist in the traditional sense. And I, I don't think he intends to invade Ukraine. But we are stepping closer and closer to war And it is very dangerous. Mm, Interesting. Uh, You know, we've been covering the vaccine issue a lot, both as a public health issue and as a political issue and certainly as a legal issue, which it's become. You know, NPR, there's a podcast uh, called uh, Reveal. And uh, there's a journalist, I believe the name is Ike Sriskrindara. Kringarajaja, uh, I'm mispronouncing it, I know. But uh, they said in June of last year that all, that the <clears throat> microchip vaccine conspiracy theory began 
with an April 2020 appearance that you did on the Joe Piscopo show in which uh, I was producing Joe's show at the time. And you made a remark about Bill Gates and vaccines. They said that the whole vaccine conspiracy theory began with that radio interview and the subsequent media coverage of that radio interview. Do you think that's true? Did the, did you start the whole microchip vaccine conspiracy theory? Uh, first of all, first of all, it's not a conspiracy theory. There are there are numerous published, uh, uh, totally legitimate reports that some are advocating the use of a chip to determine who has and has not been vaccinated. So actually, I I feel completely vindicated uh, when I said that, uh, and I could point to multiple sources where that is being uh, actively advocated around the world. When it comes to the vaccination, I'm a believer in choice. Let every individual make their own choice. I would not choose to have it because it has not been through clinical trials, because those who manufacture it bear no legal liability. And I think there's been an enormous news blackout. If you only watch CNN and MSNBC and you only read the New York Times or the Washington Post, I don't think you are keeping track of the people who are being maimed, injured and killed. Uh, but even under the government's own report, uh, if one per- if they say 300,000 people have been injured or killed and that's one percent of what they believe the total is, well, that means you're approaching a million people either injured or killed. So I would choose not to have it. But I reject the idea that this kind of monitoring is a conspiracy theory. It is not. It is being actively advocated in a number of quarters now. We are seeing, if people just tuning in, we're talking with former Trump advisor, longtime Trump confidant, uh, Roger Stone. And uh, we are seeing some criticism from Donald Trump from the basically the Trump wing of the Republican Party on the vaccine issue. Uh, Candace Owens, in her podcast interview with him, she basically, uh, when Donald Trump was dismissing concerns about the vaccine and taking credit for the development of the vaccine, Candace Owens basically said, oh, that's because he's older and gets his information from newspapers and conventional news uh, sources, not the Internet. This uh, seems to be something that we're seeing at even at some uh, Trump rallies. He mentioned taking credit for the vaccine. There was a smattering of booze, including in an appearance he did with Bill O'Reilly recently. In your opinion, as a political analyst and as somebody that knows the Trump wing of the Republican Party better than anybody, has Trump become too moderate on the vaccine issue to appeal to the Trump wing of the GOP? Uh, we appear to have an anomaly here. Um, the vast majority of those uh, who, uh, who question the safety and the effect, uh, efficiency, effectiveness of the vaccination are Republicans. Uh, a vaccination, by definition, is supposed to prevent you from being infected with a virus. So what we're talking about is clearly not a vaccination because record numbers of people who have been vaccinated uh, are contracting the virus. And now they're being told they need a booster shot, which is very scary. On the other hand, uh, it's fully known that the president, uh, while he supports uh, and defends the vaccination, he's also made it clear that he's not for mandatory vaccination, that that each person must make his own uh, choice. That, by the way, is identical to the position of Governor Ron DeSantis, thought to be the next up if Trump does not run for president, takes the identical position, just to be clear. However, a Reuters poll 10 days ago showed that if there was a runoff uh, or Republican primary for 
the nomination in 2024. Trump led at 54. DeSantis was at 11. Uh, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie was at two. Negative former Vice two. President, uh, no, actually two. Well, <laughs> he didn't even get a point for each hundred pounds. Otherwise, he would have been at three. Uh, but uh, and former Vice President uh, Mike Pence was at seven. So Trump's domination of the Republican Party, despite his position on vaccinations, continues to be dominant. Uh, it's kind of like Nixon going to China. In other words, the people who were most skeptical about opening the doors to China were conservative Republicans, but they were Nixon supporters. Mm. So I don't think it has hurt him politically. I don't agree with his position, by the way, uh, and I've told him that respectfully. Uh, but Donald Trump never backs down. Uh, and I do think that part of what Candace Owens says is true. Unless you are on Gab or Telegram uh, or BitChute uh, or or Parler or these more uh, open and inclusive social media platforms, you're missing an awful lot of news about the COVID-19 situation uh, and the record number of deaths uh, and injuries uh, around the world. If you only watch CNN, you would think that everything is terrific and everything is not terrific. You alluded to uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. He, uh, of course, is been has been talked about as a 2024 presidential candidate. He's a Floridian. Trump's a Floridian. You're a Floridian. And um, uh, there's there's been a big article in The New York Times saying that there's a lot of tensions between the two, DeSantis and Trump. Trump uh, basically was not happy, apparently, that DeSantis wouldn't publicly take himself out of consideration and defer to Trump should Trump run in 2024. He apparently also was alluding to DeSantis as uh, one of these politicians that didn't have the courage to say whether or not he'd been vaccinated. Tell us, as a guy that knows the nitty-gritty better than anybody, is is the Trump-DeSantis feud real or is that media hype? Well, I I saw the president... uh seeking to downplay it with Sean Hannity the other night. But uh, I, I'm, I believe in loyalty, Frank. Let's be very clear. Prior to Donald Trump's endorsement, Ron DeSantis was a little-known congressman with an ill-fitting suit, a bad haircut, and an undistinguished record. Every single Republican in the state legislature in Florida, and we control both houses, endorsed uh, Adam Putnam, the agriculture commissioner for governor. Every single member of the Republican congressional delegation from Florida, with the exception of Matt Gates, supported Adam Putnam. Every single Republican county chairman in the entire state endorsed Adam Putnam. It was Donald Trump's endorsement alone that lifted DeSantis out of obscurity to the nomination. And then, in all honesty, Trump had to come to Florida in the last two weeks to drag DeSantis, who is a lackluster campaigner, to say the least, over the finish line after DeSantis essentially lost two debates to his Democratic opponent, the the black mayor of uh, Tallahassee. So I believe that Donald Trump made the political career of Ron DeSantis, and therefore DeSantis owes the former president wide berth. He has plenty of time to run for president. He has to run for reelection in 2022. He should recognize that if he does not have the enthusiastic and active support of Donald Trump, he may not be governor. He is not a lead pipe cinch for reelection. It will be very competitive. Every other person who would like to run in 2024, and there are many, has told the president, the former president, that they would defer. Uh, Ron DeSantis declines to do that. 
he's disingenuous when he says he's not running. He's actively raising money. He's actively organizing. I dare say when I get back the results of a Freedom of Information Act request I filed that he and the state airplane are out of the state more than they are in the state. Hmm. Uh, so I think he, he has done a good job as governor in some areas. Uh, his mask mandate ban is great, but when the when the 10 largest counties in the state thumb their nose at him and he then fines them and the Biden administration pays the fine and the kids, 1.6 million of them, are still being masked, he's being disingenuous. He needs to fire those school board members. He has that authority. Uh, and appoint school board members who will uphold the state law, which says you can't require children to wear masks. What he's done instead is to introduce an opt-out program where parents can opt out and have their children not wear masks. I argue that should be an opt-in program. If if parents want their children to wear masks in school, they can say so, and that can happen. But otherwise, children are required unless the parents take some action. So uh, I think that the, the governor DeSantis should stick to his knitting. There, there is plenty of time for him to run for president. Uh, and as the Reuters poll shows, Trump would crush him in, in a contest. I mean, 54 to 11, you can do the math better than I can. Uh, this is the party of Donald Trump. This is the party of America first. A- and the president's comments on vaccinations notwithstanding he is still in a commanding position if he chooses to run do you, again. Well, do you think the president or the former president, Donald Trump, will ultimately choose to run? Uh, I don't think that he could make that decision until we see the results of the 2022 elections. Are we going to have fair, honest, transparent elections? See, I don't think you can say whether the 2020 election was stolen or not. You can certainly say there was a record number of anomalies and irregularities that would lead one to that conclusion. But we never had any complete judicial or legislative review of the evidence. So while you can't say that it was definitely stolen, although I believe that to be the case, you also can't say that it wasn't because no court, no legislature would weigh the evidence or examine the evidence. Uh, and, of course, you have ongoing audits in in Georgia, uh, in, in Arizona. Uh, you found we now have over 100,000 voters in Wisconsin who were evidently over the age of 100 years old who voted in the last election. We learned that last week. Uh, Very troubling. So I don't think that President Trump can make a decision until he sees what happens in 2022. Now, you have, with the rising gas prices, uh, the potential for uh, a nuclear world war uh, over whether or not Ukraine should join NATO and whether uh, Putin feels secure with the idea of the West putting nuclear missiles on his border, identical to the position of John Kennedy in 1962, uh, food shortages in the most prosperous uh, nation on earth. I mean, I, 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 you know, uh, John Katsimatidis would know more about this than anyone in the world because he has been in the grocery business. Uh, but the idea of food shortages in the United States based on uh, supply chain issues that are that are that are in turn blamed on COVID-19. I'm sorry, I think this is manipulation, but it does create the perfect backdrop for a Republican resurgence in both houses. Uh, if indeed we have uh, a fair, transparent, honest election, the most stunning numbers I've seen, Frank, in this just past week, I saw some national polling now showing Hispanic voters splitting 50-50 between Republicans and Democrats. 
that that uh, self-identification that has never happened. Uh, that is a historical shift. All right. I have to uh, pick your brain on a few other issues, including uh, the issue of another governor, a, more, a former governor, to be precise. That's Elliot Spitzer. For people that are listening around the country, Roger Stone has been a thorn in the side of Elliot Spitzer for years, many, many years, well over a decade. And in fact, uh, by and large, he's gotten the better of Elliot Spitzer. It's public record that it was Roger Stone that first tipped off the FBI to Elliot Spitzer's fondness for prostitutes. Uh, There's been a long, ongoing uh, war of words and a a political war between Elliot Spitzer and Roger Stone. In fact, there were a lot of people that believe that Roger Stone left this voicemail for Elliot Spitzer's father. This is a message for Bernard Spitzer. You will be subpoenaed to testify before the Senate Committee on Investigations on your shady campaign loans. You will be compelled by the Senate Sergeant-at-Arms. If you resist the subpoena, you will be arrested and brought to Albany. And there's not a damn thing your phony, psycho, piece of son can do about it. Bernie, your phony loans are about to catch up with you. You will be forced to tell the truth. And the fact that your son's a pathological liar will be known to all. Shortly after that, the majority leader of the state Senate, uh, Joe Bruno, uh, let Roger go as the head of their anti-Spitzer political operation at the time. Over the weekend, new details emerging on this incident that Elliot Spitzer had with a Russian woman at the Plaza Hotel. Uh, for starters, after apparently choking her and beating her up a bit, the police arrive and the, one of the first things he says, Spitzer, is, do you know who I am? Do I need to call Bill? Roger, I've been with you in a lot of uh, interesting situations. I've never heard you utter the words, do you know who I am? In your view, is that uh, a textbook example of Elliot Spitzer's hubris? Well, first of all, that was the worst Roger Stone impression I've ever heard by anyone. Secondarily, it refers, of course, to the fact that Elliot Spitzer was elected attorney general with an illegal $9 million loan from his father. He was sued by his two Democratic opponents. He perjured himself in the trial. Uh, That loan was illegal. And then he became the sheriff of Wall Street. So how can you be the paragon of virtue if your own initial election was illegal? Secondarily, when I first made it public that he cavorted with ladies of the night while wearing uh, knee-high, droopy black socks, BuzzFeed tried to claim that that was a conspiracy theory or a canard created by me. I pointed out that the first source on that was the New York Post, who uh, first reported it with an unattributed a quote. Then a, a very well-known prostitute by the name of Irma came forward and said not only did he wear black socks, he also wore a New York Yankees cap while he was cavorting uh, with uh, ladies of the night. Uh, and now you see in this latest report that nothing has changed. He uses his vast wealth to hide his, his, his crimes. Uh, he denies to the New York police uh, that there's a problem. He name drops to try to get out of it. Nothing has really changed. The steamroller has been steamrolled. And uh, he apparently, uh, he again, used an alias at the hospital. Uh, you would think just a- hours after choking this um, Russian, I don't know if she's a prostitute, but certainly a Russian woman that he had a relationship with and was paying, um, you would think at some point the days of George Fox would be over, wouldn't you, Roger? 
Yeah, he, so he used an alias uh, when he was initially busted uh, for uh, for cavorting with prostitutes. Frank, my problem here is one of hypocrisy. As attorney general, he locked up men for frolicking with prostitutes when he himself was doing the exact same thing. As a libertarian, I think prostitution should be legalized and should be regulated and probably be taxed. Uh, and uh, and there should probably be, you know, health examinations. Uh, but I take an extreme libertarian view. So this is not I'm not coming at this from a moral point of view. I'm coming at it from the point of hypocrisy. Uh, Elliot Spitzer never understood the job of governor was not just to give orders to the Senate uh, majority leader and the assembly of the spe- speaker and just assume that they would go along. That's not how our process works. He was not a dictator. That's why he was not governor very long and why I was delighted to see David Patterson, who I think is a very good guy, uh, take his place. Yeah, and uh, uh, it's uh, obviously I was as well. January 6th committee, uh, we've spoken about the subpoena that was issued to you. You've indicated that uh, if you're called, you will plead the Fifth Amendment. What is the legal status of your um, in- of this inquisition and their efforts to get you to submit evidence to this committee? Well, I was uh, subpoenaed, uh, and uh, I lived up to my legal obligations to subpoena. I appeared before the committee where I invoked my Fifth Amendment rights, not because I've done anything wrong. Let's be very clear. Uh, I was not on the uh, ellipse. I did not march to the Capitol. I was not at the Capitol. Any claim, assertion, or implication that I knew about or was involved in any way in any illegal activity is categorically false. In fact, Reuters reported a month ago that senior FBI officials confirmed that they had found no evidence of my involvement in any kind of conspiracy. So it's not that I have anything to hide, but I have direct experience with the House Democrats' ability to take innocuous, immaterial, or irrelevant statements and twist them into crimes. And therefore, I invoke my Fifth Amendment right not to answer questions. I can tell you from the tenor and structure of the questions, their target is Donald Trump. Uh, They seek to bring charges against Donald Trump. What bothers me is they're trying to criminalize constitutionally protected political activity. Every American has a question, has the right to question uh, the outcome of the election. Every American has a right to, to be in a peaceful rally doing that. And every American has the right to uh, petition their government to address their grievances. What was being sought on January 6th was a 10-day delay before the certification of the election so the many irregularities could be examined. I never realistically thought that was going to happen. But at the same time, you have a bunch of misguided but unarmed people uh, crashing into the Capitol uh, and being charged with trespassing. Being kept in inhuman uh, conditions in the D.C. jail for for trespassing, uh, which is in essence a violation of the Geneva Convention. We are treating American citizens worse than we do terrorists is not an appropriate response. Those who broke the law should be prosecuted. But let's be very clear. What happened on January 6th was politically unproductive for Donald Trump, did not help his cause, uh, and you would have to be misguided to think that it did. 
Roger, I have hours worth of questions to ask you, but I'm going to settle for just one more. Yesterday, uh, former New York State Assembly Speaker Sheldon Silver passed away. Uh, you were associated a bit with the Carl Palladino campaign in 2010, where he criticized Andrew Cuomo as a womanizer, said his prowess was legendary, and called uh, Dean Skelos and uh, Sheldon Silver crooks. Both of them subsequently went to jail. But my question for you about Silver is, it was reported in the waning days of the Trump administration that possibly due to advocacy from people associated with Jared Kushner that Sheldon Silver was going to be the recipient of a Trump pardon. Ultimately, he wasn't and didn't get that pardon. Uh, Do you have any insight into why Shelley Silver didn't ultimately get that Donald Trump pardon? Well, it's because somebody, I have no idea who, Frank, somebody leaked that to the New York Times that it was under consideration. Uh, and when that happened, uh, the uproar uh, was so overwhelming that, that it was taken off the table. So it is one of the few times that the New York Times has actually done a public service. Um, I, I, uh, I, uh, I don't uh, wish the, uh, the deceased any ill will, but it is ironic that Carl Palladino's campaign for governor collapsed when he said that Andrew Cuomo was a shameless womanizer, Sheldon Silver was a crook. And Dean Skelos, the Senate uh, majority leader, belonged in jail. So Carl was three for three. Uh, Roger, I have a feeling that you have no idea who leaked that information to the New York Times about as, as about as much as I don't know my own name. Uh, Roger, it is always a treat to talk with you, my friend. I'll look forward to uh, our next in-person interaction. Well, Frank, you do a great job there at WABC. Uh, I, I, get me to stay up this late, you've got to be special. So I'm <laughs> glad to be with you. And my best to your wife. I know she uh, has been battling some health issues but seems to be on the mend now from what I understand. Uh, she has, uh, I think, won her war with stage 4 cancer. Thanks be to God and the healing uh, power of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, and some Western medicine and some alternative, mostly alternative medicine. But, Frank, thanks for asking, Frank. And I will give uh, her your regards. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And uh, my wife sends uh, her regards to your cat.